This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by the Door County Community Foundation, inspiring people to give back, to sustain, and advance the community that we love. To learn more, visit givedoorcounty.org. Hello and welcome to the Door County Pulse podcast. My name is Deborah Fitzgerald, editor of The Pulse. And today in the Bailey's Harbor studio, we have a guest, Brian Kelsey. Hello, Brian. Hello, Deb. It's nice to see you. It's nice to see you too. Thanks for coming out in this gloomy day. Well, thanks for asking me. Yes. So Brian Kelsey is the managing director of Peninsula Players, and he is also board chair of the Wisconsin Arts Board. So not only is uh, he very prominent in the arts in Door County, but also statewide. So that's going to be very important to the conversation that we're having today. What we wanted to talk about, uh, first of all, um, is that you were, Peninsula Players has a pretty big capital project going on right now. Yes, we do. Uh, $4.2 million, I think, is what you're trying to raise for this project. And it happened to end up in the governor's budget. It did indeed. For $1 million, which will help quite a bit, I understand. It certainly shall. Okay, so that project, let's talk a little bit about that. It should be near and complete. Correct. Uh, we take uh, we have peop- the first folks arriving on Sunday, May fourteenth, into the new residences. So yeah, the the Bolt Company has been doing an incredible job in keeping on track, and it's been a really exciting process watching watching it unfold and actually knowing that when we welcome our interns and our staff this year, we're going to welcome them with even greater pride. Mm. You know, we're very proud of the work that we do at the theater, but our housing has been um, substandard for a good half of our company for many years. Okay. And that and substandard, we mean, I mean, there's no running water in some of the housing facilities, correct? Uh, no. In most of the, on the lower housing, um, which is what we're replacing right now, these are old um, buildings from the 20s, the 30s, and there is, there's electricity, And that is it. There is no running water. There is no heat. There is no air conditioning. Okay. See, my sister lives in the outback in Alaska, and that's kind of how she lives, (laughs) with just electricity in a dry cabin. It's crazy. I wish her well. Yes. So <laughs> she's not trying to entice folks to come and work in Door County and beautiful Door County. Right. And not putting on five productions per season exactly. and hosting what, 40,000 some people? Exactly. Right. So you need a little bit better amenities uh, for the people who show up. About how many people will be staying in, in the new? There are two new dorms, correct? They are. There are two new structures, and our current housing on lower property could accommodate up to 25 people, and this new housing will be 31 to 32 people. So we wanted to give ourselves a little bit of breathing room so that it wasn't that we needed to build additional housing. We we understand the size of the productions we're going to produce and the, the bodies that it takes to actually produce them, whether they're the folks that people see. Um, acting on our stage or designing, et cetera. It's the people who work behind the scenes who they typically don't see or don't understand that they are actually living on property. And so being able to expand the roles and fill in some spots where our changeover process going from one show to the next becomes very challenging because we don't have the space to actually house someone to bring another person in to help us with this process will be rectified 
by giving ourselves more space. Okay. Now it looks pretty cool. I've seen some aerials on your uh, webpage and also on your Facebook page, I think. And it looks, I think I used one in the paper. It just looks really cool. The aerials, I think you take those, right? You have I have, own, yeah. Yes. So <laughs> it, it looks really impressive um, and beautiful. And I think that it is, you know, understandable by most Dora County residents, but we'll talk about that actually. Sure. Um, on on the need for something like this uh, for Peninsula players, but why? What would you tell Wisconsin taxpayers about why one million dollars should go to your project? I think what we need to distill that down to is what are the value of the arts, right? And I think many times, I, I've actually been in meetings where I've heard local business owners say, you know, the arts and the not for profits are at a point of burden on our economy. And I was very fortunate to be in the room with another not-for-profit professional in the arts. And we both just looked at it as an opportunity to educate and say, listen, the arts in Door County, the arts in Wisconsin have a huge economic impact. And we draw tourists, we have them stay longer, and it is an investment in the tourism product Mm -hmm. in Door County. And so I think, why not? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you make this investment in Peninsula Players Theater that you would make in any other business? We are not-for-profit. We are the arts. But we are drawing business. We are collecting sales tax for every ticket we sell. So we're not a draw on the economy. We are actually, um, we influence the economy. Mm-hmm. Now, the 40,000 um, people that you draw seasonally, I mean, you know, that's hard data, correct? I mean, that's through ticket sales. Absolutely. Okay. You know, and it fluctuates. Any any performing arts venue is going to fluctuate year by year. Right. And so that's just one venue, Peninsula Players Theater, for one season between May and October, correct? Absolutely. And all those 40,000 people, I mean, now, a lot of those people probably live here as well. I don't uh, know if you differentiate. Uh, no, that, I mean, yeah. when we when we give numbers, the 40,000 includes locals, it includes uh, yeah. visitors, it includes day trippers, it includes everyone who is attending a performance at Peninsula Players Theater. Right. I know that whenever I have gone, because I love eating outdoors, so I'm not going to a restaurant first, but I'm going to pick up things and going to picnic on the grounds before production. So you know that 40,000 people are, you know, doing something like that. Not to over-justify it, but I think that it is overlooked often, the importance of the arts to local communities, uh, whether it's to entertain guests from out of the area or to entertain locals and give them something to do when, where they live. Right. You know, We can't underestimate that. No, you absolutely shouldn't underestimate it. And that's why I'm really happy that the Peninsula Arts and Humanities Alliance in 2016 we had done surveying so that we could get hard data on what the economic impact is in Door County. And it, it's $24.7 million hmm. worth wow. of revenue into the county. And of the respondents of the survey that was done through Americans for the Arts, uh, 51% said the reason they were in Door County was for the arts. And so it talks about the powerhouse of it. And I'm happy to say that um, post-pandemic, the survey was supposed to have been done in 2020. And so this past year, this past season, many of the members of the Peninsula Arts Humanities Alliance were surveying again so that we could get the updated data. 
And so one thing that's challenging for arts organizations is we're, especially not-for-profits, is we're so busy. We're head, you know, nose to the grindstone, and we're working and punching through, and we're, we're really staying dedicated to our missions so that our organization exists. We are stewards of this not-for-profit. You know, these are not careers in the sense of, you know, I'm in a business career and whatnot. It, you have to have this sense of vocation and stewardship because you're taking something and you're simply passing it on to someone else better than you found it. And I think the arts are not always comfortable in advocating and advocating the financial side of the art because that's not necessarily what the arts exist for is talking about the economic impact. But in the past several years, um, I I have pushed the point with other arts organizations to say it is critical for us to talk about the economic impact so that people in not just in Door County but throughout the state – understand how important the arts are and it's not a frivolity Mm -hmm. it is critical to our economy so now i know that governor evers certainly does understand that because he included that in his justification when he put it into his capital budget uh not just for peninsula players but for the additional arts funding that he has included and we'll talk about that in a minute But for Peninsula players, for instance, there is a housing shortage in Door County for all workers and for all people who live here or come up here seasonally to work. I know that when we hire summer interns, which we've we've just hired one, I think we received probably a almost 20 applications for this position. And one of the questions that I had to ask them always is, do you have connections in Dura County? Do you have housing available to you? Because we all know how real that problem is. Now, if you're putting on your productions and you're, I don't know what you call them, company members? Company members. So they come up on a seasonal basis. They have to have a place to live. And and are required to if... You know, in theater, we work with um, unions as well, the Actors Union, the Designers Union, the Directors Union, which stipulates we will provide housing free of charge. So there are different regulations. This is the same for Northern Sky Theater. This is the same for Door Shakespeare and Third Avenue Playworks here in Door County. There are guidelines that are required to bring in designers and directors and actors and stage management team. But that is also the same when you're looking at the production team that actually makes all of that magic happen. Mm-hmm. Um and you're right, there is there is a critical shortage of housing in Door County, and the housing that does exist is, is simply unaffordable for short-term rental standpoint from an organization like Peninsula Players. Because at one time, you could go up the road and your neighbor had a cabin, and they were willing to say, oh my gosh, yes, we'll, we'll either let someone stay in here for this period of time, or let's work out some agreement for what this is. And as those cabins turn over or as generational, as it goes to the next generation down who may not have a connection indoor county um, is strong, they may see it more as a rental and not as a place that they are settling down themselves and going to enjoy their summers, either because they can't or because it's just not part of, of their plans. And so all of that was removed from the market. And then you start looking at the Airbnb and the VRBOs, and you look at the, the expansion of the tourism industry in Door County, which is wonderful. But all of that to bring people in, you know, there's all these other amenities that are required, housing being one of them. Where we're fortunate, Peninsula Players, is we have the property, we have the space to do mm-hmm. this, and we have the experience because since 1937, we've been doing it. 
Right. So, I mean, it's very similar to all of the other businesses in, in Door County that you need to gear up for the season and you need to find housing for the employees in order to remain in business. Absolutely. So that is that project. Now, let's shift to Wisconsin as a whole. And I know that Governor Evers has increased the amount of money that he is putting in for the Wisconsin Arts Board funding. First of all, Brian, I wanted to ask you, how long have you been the executive? No, no the, I keep saying the, that, executive director. No, you that are, is George Sugros, who has been doing it for a long time and does it exceptionally well. Okay, so you are chair of I am the, the board. board. I am the chair of the Wisconsin Arts Board. Got it. How long have you been in that position? Um, I've been in that position for a year now, and I've served on the Wisconsin Arts Board for 10 years. This wow, year. well, congratulations. Thank you. So is it a term limit kind of position? Uh, yes, it, for, okay. it, it is, but it can be continued. There okay. aren't, there aren't, there aren't term limit. There are terms, but there isn't a term limit saying at this point in time, you must turn over and, and leave the position. So it's, it. it's really up to the board as to who they're looking, um, for on the board for the leadership, but we're also up for reappointment. These are appointed positions by the governor. Oh, so, I did not know that. Yes. Okay. And so I was first appointed by governor Walker and reappointed by governor Walker and reappointed by governor Evers twice. Okay. So I've gone through this process a few times and so I, I really look at it as a an apolitical position. Mm-hmm. So right. So a, a Republican governor and a Democratic governor have both appointed you. So Absolutely. There we go. So we're pretty fortunate then that uh, not only do you live and work in the arts here, but you know what's going on in Wisconsin and have a greater feel for how Wisconsin stacks up with the rest of the country when it comes to arts funding. So. When the governor released his budget, and of course, the big disclaimer here is that, you know, this just needs to go through the budget process. And so we'll know where we come out around June-ish because the fiscal year begins, the new fiscal year begins July 1. So we'll if know everything at the goes end of the well. process. If yes. everything goes well, we'll exactly. have a budget on June 30th. Exactly. <laughs> so, but for the time being, um, what is in the budget is $552,500 of increased funding for the Wisconsin and our arts board. Which is split over two two yes, years as part of years. the biennium. Right. So which you had indicated just keeps you whole, basically. Right. And for those who don't understand is that um, the National Endowment for the Arts sends funding to the states and the state has to match it dollar for dollar. Okay. And so what Wisconsin has been doing since 2011 when, when there was a massive cut in funding at the state level, so much so that it facilitated the need to do the 1310 process, which is a governmental procedure for unbudgeted funds looking for additional funds from general purpose revenue so as to match and not and to maximize the, the, the draw we're receiving from the National Endowment for the Arts. So you never want to turn that money away and say, sorry, no, we can't match it. And they it. never have. And okay. this is the thing is it's never been turned away. But last year, it took nine months to get wow. our 1310 in front of the, the Joint Finance Committee for a 30-second vote. So wow. grants were held up for nine months. So hmm. as we look at this... What I, kinds of... Sorry to interrupt, but what kinds of agencies actually receive this kind of arts, these grants from the National Endowment of the Arts? Like, just, just as an example. A state arts organization, similar to the Wisconsin Arts Board, would receive them, but then individual organizations can receive. There's many different types of National Endowment for the NEA grants that yeah. go out. There are some that are very program-specific. Some are, this is direct assistance to the state arts organization so that they can then, they know best within their state. The NEA is, 
the NEA has applicants for specific projects, but then they look to the states to say, you know what's best within your state for how to take these important um, dollars and to disperse them throughout, you know, in Door County, the 72 counties, and how do you make the impact within those counties? That's kind of what I was looking at. So where they go, not from the NEA, but but the grants that were held up for nine months, I, I assume are the grants that the Wisconsin Arts Board grants to local organizations right, within Wisconsin. And the ones that were really held up are the creation and presentation grants, which are the ones that um, most Door County not-for-profits uh, apply seeking? for. Okay. Exactly. Those okay. are, you know, there's different grants. We have the creation and presentation grants. We have creative community grants, which, you know, it encourages arts education and cultural understanding and community arts development. There are grants for the Woodland Indian Arts. There's the Arts Challenge Initiative, which is looking for um, organizations that are African American, Hispanic American, Native American, Asian American communities are the ones who can apply for that. So there's a bunch of different opportunities within that that the NEA provides funds. So we get GPR funds, general purpose revenue funds from the state of Wisconsin, and the state has has had their budget at a level to the 2011 number. It, it's shifted a little bit, mm. but as the NEA, as the federal government keeps increasing funding for the NEA, our portion that's coming to the state of Wisconsin continues to increase with that as well, which means we don't have enough in the state's biennium budget that gets passed okay. to actually maximize that match, okay. which means we need to go through this 1310 process to get that matching component. What Got the it. governor's done in this budget, which you've talked about this 552000 is so that we don't have to go through the 1310 process and to not waste time in that sense. Got it. So that will keep you whole and you don't have to waste time in that sense and wait nine months. People in Wisconsin or arts organizations in Wisconsin who are really waiting on these grants don't have to wait nine months for them um, if this happens. But you had... You had indicated to me that the the big and historic difference in this budget is an additional $100 million that the governor has designated for the Wisconsin Artistic Endowment Foundation. And the interest earnings generated from the funds from those funds would also be used to support arts across the state. Absolutely. So, I mean, this is the historic piece is that the governor put in a one-time gift, and this is part of the the surplus which exists in the state of Wisconsin right now. So this is a cash gift. Um, yes, and yeah. it's it's going into the the artistic endowment fund, which has been in existence since two thousand one, I believe, but has never really been used because why it was set up, it kind of fell apart um, governmentally as to why this existed. So mm. the governor is really forward is looking to me forward at the arts and saying, listen, we can make this one-time investment of $100 million right now and treat this as a true endowment. They haven't they haven't come up with the spending guidelines of it, how much you would withdraw from the endowment each year, but they've thrown around numbers like perhaps $3 million would come out of that um, and be able to go in and support additional projects within the state. Um, within that $100 million would be the creation of another organization that would be overseeing it and that would be by a board of directors which would be eight gubernatorial appointees and um if it happened during my time the the chair of the wisconsin arts board would serve on that as well as two members of each house of the legislature and then a non-voting member which is the executive director of the wisconsin arts board george sugros 
And so it would be able to look at that. And 50% of that funding would go to the Wisconsin Arts Board, whether to beef up the, the granting programs we already have or to find new ways of how are we going to disperse these funds and how can we make a great impact within this state. Uh, the other half would be governed by that new board, which would be created, and the policies and procedures would need to be set up so that they can make recommendations of how should this other part of this 50% be spent. And because it's an endowment, the principle stays there. Mm-hmm. And this becomes a long-term gift to the people of Wisconsin. A sustaining a, gift. A sustaining gift in a mm-hmm. time where we're talking about a $7 billion $100 million sounds like a lot of money, but when you start looking at the investment other states have made and Wisconsin being 50th mm-hmm. with the least investment, this is monumental. This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by Door County Medical Center. Are you looking for a job in Door County with excellent benefits, culture, and potential for advancement through tuition reimbursement programs? Door County Medical Center is hiring... For more than 75 years, Door County Medical Center has been the leader in health and wellness for Door and Kiwanee counties. Their integrated medical center provides a wide range of specialties, including primary care, behavioral health, general surgery, the Women and Children's Center, the Door Orthopedic Center, the Door County Cancer Center, and more. To join the team, apply today at dcmedical.org careers. So no money right now is coming out of this endowment, even though structurally- There is zero dollars in it. Okay. So let's talk about that then, um, how this would boost the arts funding in Wisconsin. Because as you mentioned, uh, Wisconsin is dead last when it comes to state-appropriated funding for the arts. I was- astonished to learn that, Brian. When you and I spoke for a story that was in last week's paper about, you know, local capital budget projects, I was just, I was just flabbergasted by that. A lot of people are, and it's, it's, it's certainly been something that I think arts advocates in Door County and across the state have been talking about. Okay. Um, it's, typically not a news heavy thing. You no, know, they're, no, they're, sure. It, you but know, it's not something that people pick up, but it is in this. Let's talk about what that means. Absolutely. So that means 14 cents per capita, which is all of the residents in Wisconsin. 14 cents per capita is what we spend on state appropriated, state appropriations for the arts. Absolutely. So that's dead last. That's dead last. And what looks like... First, which is New York State. Exactly. Right. So, but Minnesota is. Let's right look at up number two, is the important one to look at our neighbor. Yes, Minnesota. So, first in the nation is New York, and, and that's $12.22 per capita. And then Minnesota is number three in the nation in state funding for the arts. And that's $7.62 per capita. Now, I was living in Minnesota and working in Minnesota when they passed the Clean Water, Land, and Legacy Amendment to the Minnesota Constitution. So that was in 2002 when voters voted that in. And that increased the state sales tax by three-eighths of 1%. And 33% of that goes to the Clean Water Fund, 33% to the Outdoor Heritage Fund, 19.75% to the Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund, and then 14% to the Parks and Trails Fund. But my whole point here is that under this funding formula, just in 2022 alone, $73 million went 
to the arts and culture portion. Yes. And, and the residents about of, a one-time gift of 100 million. Exactly. For Wisconsin. This exactly. Is just one year. And I think the important thing and you know you had asked me a question earlier about why should you know why should they make the investment in peninsula players? You know that we're just simply we're one arts organization in one county out of 72 in the state of Wisconsin, but what you're talking about is this this greater investment and we keep hearing about that Wisconsin is having a hard time drawing young families and keeping um, a younger generation and a younger group of workers here. To do that, you need to create quality of life. Mm-hmm. Quality of life, a younger generation is looking at how healthy are my opportunities to do things outside my work life? How can I be engaged? How can I be entertained? How may I get involved? And in the state of Wisconsin, when you're funding at a state level is saying, hey, we're 50th. If you're someone of a younger generation and looking at where you want to spend your life and if the arts are important to you and the creative industries, you might be looking next door. Mm. You might be looking at Illinois. You could be looking at Minnesota. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's be honest. You could be looking at Iowa because their per capita support of the arts is more than double Wisconsin's. Mm. I think the arts play such a huge role in the vitality and the economic driving engine of a state because without people, without corporations, without not-for-profit organizations, you don't have a whole collective piece. Mm-hmm. And what was really interesting um, during our time with Governor Walker and helping him understand the importance the arts played, we brought him to Fond du Lac and had Mercury Marine sit down and explain Listen, for us to draw people to Fond du Lac, there needs to be things for them to do, for their children to do. The arts are critical. And this is, we were looking at the Thelma Center for the Arts at this time, and having members of Mercury Marine um, speak directly to the governor and say, your support of the arts means that we, Mercury Marine, can actually attract people to work here. Hmm. And I believe, that's interesting. The, I believe that's the same where we sit today sure. for drawing anyone into Door County as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it... it it helps people to become more fully rounded. I mean, you don't want um, some people, you know, enjoy uh, musical entertainment. Some people enjoy plays. You know, some people enjoy going to bars. I mean, there are a number of different. Well, I wouldn't exactly put going to bars as a cultural thing. <laughs> no, but it's quite interesting that you see when I was younger, there used to always be cover charges to pay the band. Oh, there right? you go. Yeah. Th- yeah. Those are gone now. So right. if you want to talk about perception of value of art is that many of the bars and restaurants are now having bands playing and it's free because they know they can get the people in and can get them to then purchase sure. beverages or food. Mm-hmm. Um, but whenever we do an event and it's free to the public, um, anyone who's come to anything at Peninsula Players when we do our play readings or whatnot, I say, this may be free, but you understand free doesn't exist. It means someone else paid for you to be here. Right. And that's the case with the bars and the restaurants who are having entertainment. They're paying for them to be there as part of their need to bring people in. And their cultural mean? experience of that particular place. Exactly. Yes. yes. But I mean, we need we're I think we're really fortunate in Dora County in that we do have these healthy options, but we're talking about sustaining those options and making sure that we'll be able to provide that for generations to come. So, you know, what happened that, how did Wisconsin fall to the bottom of the pack? 
without getting political, because I will not get political, in 2011, there was a big shift when the budget shifted. Okay, so to give you some some understanding, in, in 2023 currently, our budget at the Wisconsin Arts Board is $807,000. The state funding in fiscal year 2001 was $2.5 Oh, so that's quite a drop. There was a huge drop. Okay, was there place. justification when they cut your budget like that? Like, what did they tell you? I think it was trying to balance the budget and trying to look. This was when Governor Walker had come into into office mm-hmm. and was looking at ways. And I think it was very much a conservative approach and mm-hmm. for fiscal responsibility and a sense that the arts, who are not always the best advocates in saying why we matter and why we exist, mm-hmm. it was very simple to cut as they were looking at social services and looking at roads and looking at, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's just the like same with argument. schools, just it, like with schools. Exactly. It's the same argument we always have. Mm-hmm. And I think there are some voices that speak louder. I think there are some organizations who have incredible lobbying power. Mm-hmm. And the arts um, struggle with that a little bit because we're arts people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's sure. We're not out there, but um, you're seeing a, a, a huge shift in the professional arts groups right now, the not-for-profit arts groups, not just in Door County, but across the state, who are not afraid to speak about the critical need for supporting it today. Right. I mean, my God, if we looked at just, if we had stayed up to date with the funding, mm-hmm. like using the, the inflation if we use 2001's number today and just used inflation, what that would be, that's just shy of $4.4 million if we just kept pace with where we were in 2001. But we haven't. Yeah. So here we are. If we, with a 13-10 match, we'll be at 954.5, where in 2001 we were at just shy of $2.6 million. So mm-hmm. there's big shift. And how did that impact Door County, which I think is important? is that over 65% of the grant dollars that used to come into the county were cut. And so in communities like Door County, we are so fortunate that we have got such an incredible group of caring individuals who lift up these not-for-profits, but they can't hold them up alone. This is a private-public partnership that needs to unfold so that, that it's not just the individuals who are holding them up, but it's the state also saying, and our community is saying, these matter within our communities. Without these, what differentiates us from any other destination, any other place? What makes us unique? And that's why that partnership is critical. Right. And really to uphold it for all of Wisconsin, and I would argue, you know, for the entire country, but certainly it seems like Wisconsin needs to be bolstered a lot more. We don't want our arts and humanities uh, to be at the the bottom of our value system. I I think that nobody wants a society like that. It's kind of ironic. I mean, if we had gone back hundreds of years, they never would have probably believed that we would need to justify the value of arts and humanities. But even in colleges today, the humanities are, you know, something that, you know, what are you going to do with an English degree? What are you going to do with, you know, a history degree? What what are you going to do with an arts degree? Right. It gets undervalued, and especially in public education, as you look as art programming gets cut. Can you imagine if they did that to the sports programs as well? (laughs) So you've got, you've got this physical need that we have as human beings to Mm -hmm. express ourselves through sport. We have mental and creative needs as well that Mm -hmm. need to be expressed through art. And we need to get that into 
you know, our kids at a young age so that they know how to express themselves. They can think outside the box. They can, they can play within the box. They understand the constraints and how to play with those constraints. I'm very fortunate that I came from a family where my grandfather, he said it was so critical to the people who worked for him to have a creative background because they were the ones bringing the thoughts and the, the out-of-the-box thinking and how it makes a human more well-rounded. So I'm very fortunate I came from a family that stressed the importance of the arts and we're, we're arts supporters. And we want to be a community family that stresses the importance of that. So, and I think we are in Dora County. I think yeah. we're very fortunate of the 72 counties. We are very fortunate. We've got a rich arts product here that 71 other counties per capita would kill for. Mm-hmm. Would okay. kill for the richness, not just of the not-for-profits, but the galleries of the individual artists who are out there expressing themselves. I mean, we've got, we've got it here. Yeah. And I think it's important that the people who live here understand how unique that is, because I think for many of them who live here, they don't understand what it is to live in one of the communities or the counties that have very little arts present mm. and art support present. Yeah. So, I, you know, you know, I think sometimes people become numb because it's just here. Right, right. I know that that was, I had always lived in larger cities before I moved to Door County the first time um, back in 1998. And I thought that this was rural when I moved here. And there were lots of, you know, well, there were still mostly all of the arts companies that we have right now when I first moved here. And so I really thought this was rural. And then I took an editor position with a newspaper in Southwest Minnesota. (laughs) And I learned what rural really was. And, you know, they, they, you know, they had their theater, uh, community theater, which was fantastic. You know, they tried to do some arts, but. Well, they did do arts. They didn't try. They did. Right. Right. Thank you for correcting me on that. Of course they did. And yet there was just one, you know, there was just one place and there weren't a lot of artists. And if there were artists, they felt isolated because there was no community of artists. So they wouldn't stay long because of that, you know, because you need other artists, you know, you need, you need that vibe. There were not a lot of musicians. There were not a, certainly no galleries, you know, certainly no places to buy uh, local, you know, pottery and or jewelry or any of the artistic, you know, things that we, we have here. So I really learned to appreciate that. And so I think it's a, a an excellent point that and you, you learned, made about that. Thank you. And I think you learned to appreciate it because it's important to you. Absolutely. And I will never detract from someone in a real community where the arts don't play a part in their life right. because there are things that don't play a part in my life that exist in this community, mm-hmm. which I'm thankful that they're here, but I may not know much about them. But I think, you know, we all have our, our own, the things that make us choose to live someplace mm-hmm. and for and for me and I think for many second homeowners, et cetera, and for people who choose to call Door County home, whether it's year round, part time, or they choose to call it home for a week or a weekend, because I think they're still calling it home as yes. well. When they get up here, it's their place. It's, right. it's their and I think a big part of that is the prevalence of the arts. And I think where we saw some of that cracking and shifting was during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. When a lot of us were shuttered, we were closed. And so the offerings, you know, were very different. 
Um, and so I think you're looking at the not-for-profit organizations and the theaters who are now in the live venues like Door Community Auditorium where we're like, okay, we can start to do this again and we're, we're coming back. But when someone says they don't value the arts or they don't understand the economic impact, et cetera, it, I look at anyone during the pandemic and I said, how much Netflix did you watch? Yeah. <laughs> how many books did you read? Right. What did you explore within yourself? What creative projects did you undertake? Because that was your self-expression of the art within you or the, you know, the creativeness that exists in all of us. And I think that coming out of the pandemic, it is my sincere hope that people are coming out of it with a stronger sense of the role that the arts play in their daily life, but they're, they're just not used to calling it art mm. or they're not used to calling it the creative, you know, a creative industry or something that they can, they can stay in touch with that and stay in tuned with it and understand that, Hey, it was vital mm -hmm. to getting through a very challenging period. Well said. So now we have people hopefully thinking about what they do creatively that they don't currently call creative. Exactly. And, but also, to we're going to wrap it up here, but I want to, because the budget process is not is not done until, you know, June um, sometime. Hopefully June. Hopefully June. <laughs> um, what can people do if they want to support what levels of funding are in the budget right now for the arts? I think it's important you speak to your local representatives. I mean, we have Representative Joel Kitchens in Door County who's been in a strong advocate for the arts. He's been a seasoned subscriber at Peninsula Players Theater for many years, and he understands the value of the arts. We have Senator Jacques, who I think people can reach out to as well. I've had great communications with his office as I worked through this of getting the million dollars within the capital budget. Uh, Senator Jacques' office and Representative Kitchens helped me through that process to get it into Governor Zevers. So as, we, as I talk about, the arts are not partisan. Mm-hmm. You know, we are apolitical. Yes. And so we work with both sides and because they understand, you know, what the value is. So for me, it is, it's making sure that you're speaking to your local legislator as to why it's important. I would write letters as well. If you support this, send a letter. You know, there are going to be times in uh, Wisconsin Dells and Eau Claire and Minocqua and Waukesha where the uh, Joint Finance Committee is going to have meetings for, in, to accept public testimony. You can submit public testimony online as well of, in support. And I think it's critical, especially if you call Door County home, to understand the great value the arts and the creative industries play within this very community. Because oh. what you and I are doing right now is creative. This is a podcast someone's going to listen to, and they're going to learn. Whether or not they agree with everything that you and I say I don't think is the relevant part, but this, what we're doing right now is a creative expression. Well, we are going to end that creative expression right now, but I thank you so much, Brian, for coming in and walking us through, you know, why the arts are important and what's in the budget. Um, it's a conversation that needs to be had on a more, it's a creative process that needs to be had on a more regular basis. And I appreciate you, you asking me to be here. And I just am thankful for the grace people have of approaching something with kindness and of just looking at this and understanding that, you know, all humans are different. Thanks so much, Brian. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. If you want to support us at The Pulse, check out doorcountypulse.com slash shop, where you can get a weekly Pulse subscription, purchase some incredible Door County artwork from Pulse artist Ryan Miller, and much more. We hope you've enjoyed the Door County Pulse podcast, and we will see you next time. <laughs>